0: Hi, welcome to uh, Buck and Bernie Show. Here I'm uh, your host Tim Buckingham, and with me is
1: Shebanard Gius. I'm formerly from uh, La Roya, La Roya Beach and Tennis Club in the marine room, around the ocean. I, you know, switched and I just went, no more ocean. I really want to see the arches and be in the nature. So I moved over here with uh, with my wife and I had a beautiful little baby and, and I'm here and I love it. I love it. All right.
0: So so as you recall, I had the, the show Thought for Food here on KZMU and... uh that went on hiatus uh, this last spring, I believe it was, and haven't done a show for a while. And uh, so I, I was pretty much going to think about giving it up, but then I met Bernard and we came up with the idea to re renew the show and we're going to team up together in a new format that uh, we're going to present to you, the Buck and Bernie show, and we're going to have fun with it. Uh, so we met. How did we meet? We met you came into the restaurant I came and- into
1: the restaurant and uh you were in the kitchen and we were just talking and it was like, Oh, it is nice restaurant.' And he was like, "Yeah, my restaurant is for sale." I go, "Oh no, I am not going back in the <laughs> kitchen now. Now sure. I have the baby. I'm already busy." And uh, but you know, when you guys, as a joke, we just went, "Oh, we are the two retired chefs. So maybe we should have a show and really share our passion uh, with the audience and with the locals, and also to look at what is in Moab and what is around Moab as culture, cuisine, uh, farming." Uh, just just everything, and as I am here now for about six months, uh, I, I gotta tell you, I'm just loving it this is there's just a wealth of uh, of um of surprises yeah. between the petroglyph that I never seen in my life before to the farmers who are doing some, so so many amazing things to a lot of restaurants also are really doing new things which I really like and uh, and then yeah we we talk and we just went. How can we share the love?
0: Right. Well, we had some commonality, which was uh, we both uh, got out of the chef business because of the pandemic. Yes. I closed my restaurant here in Moab uh, because of it and never reopened. So I was... uh, basically retired, and it was pretty much the same thing for you. Yeah, we so.
1: closed the three restaurants, and we closed the uh, the two hotels. Uh, the club was still working and open a little bit at, at one point, and then we reopened. But, you know, things uh, things evolved, and uh, the evolving for me was that I got married, and, uh, um, I'm a, and I'm a father, and as a father, I decided that I wanted to do uh, something a little bit different and to have a, almost like a new career and to really take care of the little boy and to be with him. And at the same time, to continue to share my passion, to do private dinners, to have fun. But to really have fun with the community, right. and we met, and you and I just gel
0: right, right. right, away. Well, but you
1: went to Santa Barbara as well, so that could be a little bit uh, the thread. And then your passion for French food—oh my God! Right. I think this guy is more well. I, than I
0: trained under French chef. That's it. Uh, who we both knew yeah. or know, yeah. and uh, so we did hit it off. We have we we just, you know, I'd been in you know, in the restaurant business for, in Moab for like 25 years. And that was one of the things I missed about being in Moab is the camaraderie of fellow chefs and being able to hook up with fellow chefs and just talk and, and, you know, share ideas and that. And it finally happened after 25 years. So,
1: yeah, the, it was the, a great gift. Yeah, the other, the other, it's a gift for both of us. But the other thing that was really cool is that you traveled quite a bit. I travel pretty extensively, about seventy five countries. I wrote a couple of cookbooks. Then you look at the book, and we look at the book, and we we just it was it was also I think a catalyst of like, hey, if you able to share all those memories on a cookbook what about if we share all the memories that we can make here and all the discovery that we can share with everyone on kzmu because i mean this is so it's it's really a a great platform to showcase really what our um our little town is all about you know
0: right right and me being a native born and raised here and you a newcomer Mm -hmm. we can share experiences and, and just have a new development of, of exploring the uh, You know, driving, the area.
1: To, driving to Moab for me was magical. I mean, to really be in those canyons, to look at these beautiful red cliffs, there's red rock, to, to, to just be here. It was really unbelievable. I was not expecting yeah. that whatsoever. And, and it's, we are, it's, it's a jewel. But I think that we need to tell the world how beautiful we are.
0: Right, right. Well, I think the world is uh, becoming known of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's amazing how uh, popular Moab has become. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and I I look at taking our show to other places around Moab. You know, we can do... Some exploring together and find.
1: You know, there's one place that uh, that we talked about, and I think we can, we we'll definitely will do that show. Is that I went to Palisades, uh, and I love wineries, and I love uh, you know everything that is going on in that part. And it was really a, a very big surprise for me. I know it's one and a half hour from here, but it was really like wow. But there's so much more around here as well
0: right right well it's you know this region is you know this the southwest or utah uh and is so full of vastness of different you know not only the country but different uh you know, you have a few different cultures and stuff around here. That, of course.
1: Uh, I, mean, I mean, what comes to mind to me is indigenous cultures was right. right in our backyard, right over here. And those indigenous food, I mean, local food, natural food was just from right over here. And I think that we, we're we going to go there and, and travel there as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So we're going to be doing a show today about Thanksgiving. Ah, yes. It's developed into a... Kind of a traditional American uh, festival or holiday you might say that involves food and, and also hunting
1: and gathering of what is in right. season right now. I mean the other day, I was just you know um, walking around and I see wild turkeys, and I just went, Wow, you guys better hide soon because banana is <laughs> around, and so, Buck's around the buck and Bernies, they will come up with some recipe for you guys
0: right i have them, I have wild turkeys up by my house, and I know <laughs> it's beautiful like, but but uh so yeah i think we have uh something a beautiful thing coming your way uh we're gonna take we're gonna be on adventures and gonna, uh, we're gonna share those adventures with, with yeah definitely
1: you. and the other thing that we'll do is we will have um uh call as well one of these days we'll do a call-in show like this we can connect with everybody you know you can ask us some questions, see what's going on. And, and we'll be able to have the community really part of our show. The other thing was important to me, which I'm super excited. Every time that we will have a show, we'll have recipes available on KZMU website. So you go to the website, get the recipe and start cooking.
0: Right. Yeah. And this, as we go along, the show's going to evolve and we want you to be involved. You know, we'll, uh, Maybe we'll create a question board where we can take your questions or call in, you know, if, if we're able to do a live show at the time. But we definitely want our audience involved in the show. So yeah. give us ideas and uh, we'll uh, journey together. Uh, now it's time to talk turkey.
1: Let's Are talk, you ready? Turkey. Let's I'm talk ready. turkey. Let's talk turkey.
0: Let's talk turkey.
1: So, Tim Buckingham, Buck, listen, I've been here now in the United States for about 30 years, chef of the White House, brought me in the United States, and it was like in October, then November arrived, and it was Thanksgiving. That was so different for me. It was something brand new I didn't know about. So, tell us about your upbringing as a child. What was Thanksgiving all about for you?
0: Well, Thanksgiving to me, my most memorable moments of Thanksgiving were back when I was a child. uh, my uh, grandparents lived in Cody, Wyoming, and that was pretty much a tradition. We would, we would go to Cody to spend w- with the grandparents, and uh, my grandparents ran an old hotel there at the time, and I, they actually lived in the hotel in the lobby. and I remember going in, you know' it's, it's cold uh, November day, and the first thing they had hit, coming into the hotel was the smells of Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? It's just like, you know, all of those aromatics. And that's what I always say now when people are coming to my house. It's like, it is really you You are eating with your nose. I mean, it is all those aromas are so incredible.
0: Right. And now, to this day, when I have those smells, when I smell uh, turkey roasting, that's what I think of. I, I go back to those those times spent with uh, the grandparents at Thanksgiving. So today we're going to talk about turkey and preparation of the festival dinner of Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, just celebration of really what's in season as well. So what are the staples that people should have at their tables?
0: Well, you know, traditionally, you know, turkey, of course, uh, is, is the Thanksgiving choice, And, uh, you know, and then there's the side dishes, you know, which you can't have turkey without the gravy, of course.
1: Yeah, but you have to select the turkey. You have to choose your turkey. There's so many turkeys. Right. I mean, what's your favorite turkey?
0: My favorite turkey? uh, Well, I like to go with a a good quality. you you got to get the good quality turkey, you know, preferably a free-range organic turkey, you know. But uh, it's not so much... Well, it is. You you want to start with quality, but then it's it's all about the preparation.
1: Yeah, and and people have to remember that if they buy a turkey, it's gonna be frozen. You have to buy it a few days in advance, so like this, it would be defrosted. Otherwise, you're in trouble if you buy it the day before. You won't be able to defrost it, right? And to brine it, and oh yeah, how do you like to to brine? You like to brine your turkey? You like to what? Do you like to do with your turkey?
0: Well, I you know I I. I used to be a big brine person, but not so much anymore. Uh, You know, I used to brine and then it... Brining will make it moist. It it will make it much moister. But I feel like, I don't know, you'd lose some of the taste in the brine. Um,
1: So this is a wet brine. I like to do a dry brine. Because when you do do the dry brine, which is a rub when you look at it, uh, with all of the spices, you can have your clove, your cinnamon, you can have all different spices. I like fennel. And and what I like to do is I dry brine it for about, I would say, 24 hours in the refrigerator, but it has to be uncovered. So you have to have the space in the fridge. But I got to tell you, it smells so good as well. 24 to 48 hours is the right way. And when you cook it. You know, I, li- I like to cover it with butter. I'm from Brittany, so butter is so important. And then you cook it at like 325. And I don't know about you, but baste, baste, and baste. Okay. Right?
0: Right, right. But I, I do the butter thing too, but I put the butter under the skin. You know how... You're so French. <laughs> <laughs> I love my butter. That's that's part of it. But anyway, uh, what I do is I'll I'll... Mix my butter uh-huh. with the seasonings or herbs, uh-huh. and then you—it's pretty easy to lift the skin yep. on the turkey, mm-hmm. and you—you you just take your whole palm, your the whole mm-hmm. hand, and just separate the skin from the meat, yeah. and and uh, create a a cavity where you can put your butter right there, and it's that. Is more like a kind of a self basting. You know, you
1: said the word cavity. And you see, in in France, uh, I'm from France, I'm from Bretagne, which is right on the coast of France. And we really don't have Thanksgiving celebrations, uh, but we are cooking turkey for all very special events, such as Christmas. Christmas and New Year's in France, we have turkeys. My my sisters, they grow their, they they raise their turkey. Uh, uh, chicken and I mean everything rabbits everything and a really nice turkey is really really good and what we like to do being from Brittany is the cavity it's clean rinse with like I would say salt water and then we put vegetables apples sage and when the cookie is cooked with all those little dripping coming down, we process it and make it almost like a puree. So it, it becomes a more like, almost like a little jam because there is mm. so much of those apples and, and those flavors. It's really, really good.
0: Right. And it's, yeah, the, the flavors of turkey. Now, going back to the, you know my childhood, you know, at the, and we'd, we'd, you know, come in and the turkey table, there, there the turkey would be whole... Just beautiful browned beef, and then uh, my grandfather, whoever would st- would start to carve the turkey. But the the it looked great. It was delicious. But the problem was cooking a whole turkey that way was dry. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. it was dry, dry, dry. So, turkey- so then that's when you would have to. Douse it with gravy. Yeah, that's it.
1: That's it. So talking talking about those those I would say challenges, what are the most common mistakes that people make when they prepare a turkey for Thanksgiving?
0: Well, the, the thing about a turkey, you know, the turkey consists of the breast and the legs. Most that's that's pretty much it as far as the meat. Well, the problem is that the, the leg cooks different. Than the breast. Exactly. The breast cooks quicker because mm-hmm. uh, it's a different muscle, and uh, the legs take longer. So if you cook a turkey whole, where until the leg meat is done, the breast meat's overcooked.
1: Yeah, that's very true. So what what is the best thing to do? That I learn is that you cook your uh, turkey to 165 degrees in the thickest part of the thigh because by that time the breast will be ready and the most important thing is you have to rest the turkey need to rest you don't carve it right away otherwise all those juices will just go everywhere and then you will have really a dry turkey
0: okay so that's your technique and my technique was a little different now working in the restaurant, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's 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 a whole different process than mm-hmm. your home cooking, as you know. Uh, you cook bulk. You cook. You try to cook as much ahead of time as possible. And so, what I would do with the turkeys is I would actually um, butterfly them.
1: Oh yeah, you can do that yeah. too. Yeah, I, w-
0: I would. Yeah, which is a, a means of uh, you'd stand the turkey up, and then you would cut the the back. Mm-hmm of the turkey out along bet- each part of the spine yep uh, it's kind of difficult you know especially for a home cook uh, because uh, if you have a large turkey it's it's very hard to cut through the bone in that mm-hmm. what I I would I would actually use a cleaver cut down one side cut down the other and uh, remove the back bone and then what I would do is then you would have it uh, meet down and I would also cut the breastbone so you could butterfly it, lay it flat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, I would, um, because, you know, in the restaurant, you don't present the whole turkey, so you don't have to preserve the whole turkey. But uh, And then how I would process after that, I would actually cut the wings off and cook it without the wings. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I would separate the thigh and leg from the breast. Yep. And so, uh, from that point, you know whether I dry rub it or wet brine it. You, uh, like I said, dry rubbing is I found works better. But uh, then you would you would start to roast it slow, and then as you roast it, you you want to keep checking the temperature mm-hmm. and keep basting, mm-hmm. and then uh, so you your breasts are going to cook. First, yes, yes. So then, when your breasts are done, you pull your breasts out, mm-hmm. and then leave, leave the thigh, leg, till the proper temperature, and and doneness, so that it comes out more tender. Than
1: yeah, it. it's like a deconstructed turkey for Thanksgiving, it's, right? <laughs> but I kind of like that because when you look at it, it's much easier to carve as well. So that's a good it idea. Is. You it know, what's is. funny is because yeah. the technique is spatchcock. And I do that with my chicken at the house all the time because when you cook, like, you know, a chicken on the bone, like you're cooking cooking your turkey on the bone, the flavor is so much better than a regular turkey breast or a regular chicken breast, which is really, really cool.
0: Right. And so also what that does is when, after I butcher it, you know, I have the backs, I have the wing meat, and and then I'll have, you know, you'll also have the the neck, which comes in the cavity, and and I... uh, what i do is i i cut those up with a cleaver and roast them that's that's the stock i make mm-hmm. for for my gravy
1: yeah that's the way to do it
0: yes yeah and then roast them with a uh, mirepoix which is uh you tell us you airpods. it's carrots, uh, a little bit celery. of
1: garlic, and some so, celery. Right. You have some beautiful herbs. And, you know, you still have to, in my opinion, you still have to put a bottle of wine to make a good gravy. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's a Frenchman so, for you there. But, I mean, you can do it also with, with a sweeter one like Marsala or Madeira, which works out really, really well. I mean, you know, you can make just your classic gravy. But I think that for Thanksgiving, you still are, need to be able to to jazz it up a little bit. Classic is awesome, but the way that you, for example, that you prepare yours, is not really classic. It's not the no, whole no, turkey. No, it's not. It's a deconstructed, and that's what's great about it.
0: But it comes out to the taste is what I always you know, go it. for. You know, A good-looking turkey is a good-looking turkey, but it's got to taste good.
1: And hold on. A question for you now. If you do a whole turkey stuffing inside or stuffing outside outside and why is that
0: well because especially if it's a big turkey you know mm. you have a big cavity and that's mm. a lot of stuffing mm-hmm. and that stuffing's not going to get cooked properly that's uh, correct so i do
1: my stuffing outside as well yes and what's great about it is you know everybody remember plan ahead you can do your cranberry relish a week in advance, you can do your stuff in a couple yeah. of days in advance. You can do your gravy, same thing a couple of days is advance. You know, Thanksgiving has to be a labor of love. If you become a chore when you have your family and friends there, it's not really enjoyable. It's got right. to be enjoyable for everyone.
0: Right. A lot of it can as, as, do as much ahead as possible, and a lot of it can be done ahead. Of, and like you said, You know, you want that turkey ready to go. You it's got to be completely thawed out. That takes a lot of time and effort, just and thawed out in the fridge slowly. So it could be because once it's thawed, it's still going to be in the fridge and it'll Mm -hmm. it'll last. So it's that's that's number one key is make sure that bird is thawed out. Sorry, I got
1: a question because you know it's really really cool in France. You know we are sauces, sauces, sauces. Right? What's your secret? your family secret of the perfect gravy
0: the perfect well like i said okay so what i do i make i make the turkey stock mm-hmm. roast the bones mm-hmm. with the mirepoix and then you put the bones in a in a little stock pot cover it with water and then uh, slowly simmer mm-hmm. i'll i'll let it simmer for you know 3 to 4 hours and and then uh, strain the stock and then Also, so you're going to have those wings I mentioned and stuff in the stock, the neck bone. You take the meat off those, which are great, you know. And and to make a gravy, you need a good roux. That's very true. Roux. Classic. Now, okay, that is classic roux, which is a roux is half fat, half flour, right? So... Now, what I do is you get the fat that comes to the top of the stock. You skim that fat off, that turkey fat. I use that fat to make my roux. Now, so when, you're, cook, the when
1: you're cooking your roux, because you have you have the roux as a little bit of color, and I like my roux, and I think you're doing the same, or most sort of a light brown, you know, right, is a right. really cool flavor. Because that
0: helps determine... Not only flavor, it may- it br- brings more of a nutty flavor to That's the flour. It. That's it. If you brown it, and then it makes a, a a little more color to the gravy, also.
1: So the gravy is done. Okay, it's so, delicious.
0: Right. Well, let me. Oh, so you you strain the gravy. You add the roux to the thickness you like. I like a nice thick gravy. Mm-hmm. You know, not too thick, but you know, it's got to stick to the turkey and the in the mashed potatoes. So you. Use your roux to thicken it properly, and then season it. Of course, salt, pepper, and then uh, and then that's it. It'll yeah. And like I say, if you want, you can take those little the meat you pulled from the uh, you know from the wing bone mm -hmm. and the bones. There's still meat there. You can uh, actually chop that and make more of a a, a, like almost like a giblet gravy. You know. Oh yeah, that's good. So, yeah.
1: That's that's really good. You know, you say something that was really close to my heart, which is, you say, a mashed potato. You know, in Brittany, we are the potato and butter people of the world. So my mashed potato, I'm going to tell you how I make it because it's really amazing. First of all, when you are making a mashed potato, you have to make sure that you start cooking your potato with cold water. If you do it with hot water, it will become gummy. But when the, people, when the, the potatoes are... Cook, drain, then put through a ricer. It's one third is potatoes, the other third is butter, and the other third (laughs) is that. You know, usually it'll be the mascarpone. And I gotta tell you, it is so good. It mm. is a mashed potato, it was actually a classic from a friend of mine and friends who used to make it. And it's like it is so rich. But you know, it you you have this this these beautiful flavors coming up. It is so awesome. Wow. And for the turkey, actually by having that richness, especially if you are eating the white of the turkey, mm-hmm. the breast of the turkey, then you'll see that it really helps everything to be
0: delicious. Right. And I agree with you. You gotta have a lot of butter in in mm. your mashed mm. potatoes. And and you, so you don't worry about diet at Thanksgiving. Diet's no. off the table. You yeah. are there to enjoy, you are there to feast, be with family, and so you don't even think about diet at Thanksgiving time. So you enjoy, you eat, you you enjoy the family, and that's what it's all about. So it's good food, good Good friendship, good wine, or whatever with your dinner. So you know and, when, and it's, when I, it's an occasion. It's it's not it's not just it's not dinner. It's an occasion.
1: So cranberry but, relish. So in France, okay. we don't really have cranberry relish. So I remember the time that I I tasted cranberries, fresh cranberries in the United States. I was at Maison Blanche where I was working there across the White House, and I take the cranberry and I go, oh man, this is sour. But then when you learn how to make a cranberry relish, and everything that you can do with it so you can have the, your regular basic cranberry relish but i like to kind of jazz it up i add a bit of ginger in mine a little bit of kumquats right. so like this i decide, you know that that changes the flavors right. and and ginger is good for digestion as well so by having a little bit of ginger with it it's really really awesome what about
0: you yeah it's i same thing it's more of a it's like a chutney more of a chutney than mm-hmm. than a relish and i use same thing i use uh fresh cranberries and then i'll uh i'll use uh maybe some brown sugar yep. a little vinegar yep. you have the sweet and tartness and then i'll take uh oranges and chop them up whole rind and all mm-hmm. and add to that and, like say ginger is mm-hmm. good and a little cinnamon maybe yep. and just so you get those balance of flavors going mm-hmm. and a, a good cranberry is uh relish or chutney whatever you want to call it is it's, it's like It just goes so well with the turkey you know
1: so in france we have la patate douce which is a sweet potato but it is a white sweet potato white flesh sweet potato Mm -hmm. and i know that uh so it's a little
0: more starchy than yeah
1: yeah it it is actually and what i have to do is like to do is i peel them i chop them and i cook them with a little bit of rum uh cinnamon and a bit of brown sugar and just put it in the oven a bit of some shallot and sage but uh, I I like to put some little baby marshmallows on top of it just before you take them out. That's that's so, me. That's where that's my version of really enjoying great, uh, interesting. You know, s- uh, sweet potato. What about you?
0: So that the sweet potato. That's so the marshmallows is not just an American thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's a thought,
1: one. You know, I thought that was just a crazy <laughs> no, no, American no, no,
0: thing because no, that's I good. for me I you know. Uh, back when you know my grandparents and parents they they would do the canned yams with the sweet potato, and I just did not like that. I Mm -mm. but fresh, you got to have fresh sweet potatoes, and I'm not a marshmallow fan, but uh, again, you know, get the butter on it. And the actually, the cranberry chutney goes really well with the sweet potato, it's a very nice condiment with sweet potato.
1: All right, other vegetables that you like.
0: Uh green beans. Yep,
1: green beans. Fresh green beans. Love it. A little bit of butter shallots and yep. almonds with that. Mm. Mm, what else?
0: Gotcha. Uh I like peas. Yeah, peas you are can good. You never go wrong with peas. peas. No. But uh yeah, caramelized
1: carrots. I like I caramelized my, carrots. I cook yes. carrots with a little bit of orange juice and again orange juice, butter, a little bit of sage, and I, I cook I cook them all. I don't uh-huh. cut them. And then covered in the oven uh in a pan and they come out so good
0: what about carrots <laughs> well, well.
1: he's going french on
0: me again <laughs> right wow so, so, yeah
1: all right fishy. so other side dishes that the family your family loved
0: uh well it was you know the basics uh i'm trying oh oh you have to have good good uh rolls Good dinner rolls. With ah, and I know
1: that you love that, to make your your bread. Tell yeah. me a little bit about the so, bread that you love to do.
0: Well, I, I do basic, uh, more like rustic French bread or, or Italian bread. But uh, during Thanksgiving, it was always rolls because, you know, you have the rolls to sop up the gravy. But then you have the ro- leftover rolls where you make the little turkey sandwiches. And
1: okay, we're gonna to go. To, we're gonna go over in a minute, but I want to talk pies. Pies, pies, pies. You well, have mincemeat pie. The day that I heard about mincemeat pie, I was like, "Is like, uh, uh, do they have uh, dessert and main course at the same time?" But in mincemeat? Because I didn't right. know. I thought it was meat. In a pie, but it's not the case.
0: <laughs> isn't is mincemeat, isn't that a European thing? Though? Yeah, it is a British thing. It's not
1: a French oh, thing. I British, right okay, there. well. But right. the mincemeat that you can make over here, you can do it with fruits, which is really right. awesome. Right, And then... So, I,
0: I so. do love mincemeat. If it's good mincemeat, oh, I do. Oh, it is yeah, so
1: good. good. You yes. got the nuts, you got all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. so good. Talking about nuts, pecan pie.
0: Pecan pie. Mm. Tell yeah. me about your pecan pie. Pecan... Uh, I do a bourbon pecan pie which uh it's and it's all about the nuts really. Mm-hmm. Um, you get you want to use a good whole fresh pecan uh usually a good Texas grown pecan yep. that's really meaty and then uh the simple it's uh you know you have your brown sugar uh, a little bit of molasses and the bourbon just to help cut through the sweetness and yeah and top it off with whipped cream oh yeah (laughs) nice you know the
1: the thing that i
0: i I mean i love those
1: but the thing i've been having the most fun experimenting with is to do a really cool pumpkin pie because there is pumpkin and there is pumpkin if you do pumpkin pie from scratch It tastes so different than the one that you have in a can. And also there's different pumpkin. I like to do it with kabocha. Kabocha is a a little bit more dense and starchy, I would say, um, uh, South American uh, squash. And it is so delicious. It's naturally sweet as well. So you can really play with different pumpkins. So what's your take on that?
0: Well, pumpkin pie is, you know, the traditional dish for thanksgiving and it's usually again it's another dish that that's that's probably the only time uh, year you have pumpkin pie but just like turkey you know that's the thanksgiving tradition it is but you're right you know it's 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 one of those dishes that can vary you know depending on whether you use now there's nothing you know if you need to do it you know use the canned pumpkin but make sure it's the good P- good pure, stuff. Fresh,
1: organic, organic nice, flavors. real
0: stuff, and and then and then again, it's also it's uh, it's about the crust too. You know, you yeah, gotta have a good cr- pie crust.
1: Yeah, let's talk about pie crust because there is so many debates on Crisco or or butter right. or what's what's your favorite? You
0: know what? I actually will do a a mix of of the fat that the I use I get I use lard. Mm. Not, oh, no, I use lard. Oh, yeah, that's and good. Then, uh, and then butter. And then, uh, you know, you cut it in, get it nice and crumbly. And then what I will use, now, I you know, there's a lot of people that will, they say what makes a flaky crust. I've heard people put vinegar in it. Uh, I've heard people put, like, soda, sweet soda, but sparkling. But I use uh, carbonated water. And... Uh, it's it comes out good. I I think it's a good and the thing about to make a good pie crust is not put too much water in it. You don't want it dough too paste your doughy. And don't you want
1: overwork it, it. Don't overwork don't it. Don't overwork it. That's it should
0: important. be crumbly. It should be hard to stay together. You just you just uh, have to be patient and not. Put too much water in it. So this is what I do because
1: I had a problem for a long time, especially at the beginning when I was in the U.S. It's like my pumpkin pie would be perfect, but the dough would be a little bit soggy at the at the, on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I baked I bake the pie right. and then I take some ch- I love chocolate, you know I take melted chocolate and I paint the inside of the uh, of the dough shell. of the shell of the shell right. with the chocolate and when it's nice and hard. I right. just put my filling and boom it is so good.
0: But, and it does and it stays crispy. But you're right you can you should uh, when you do your pie dough into the pan you should par bake it before you put your always, your filling always, in. And always always and that that goes for pecan pie also mm-hmm. or, or most any pies.
1: Well in my house you won't have only pies. You most likely will have uh, apple and sandway cherry cobbler or cuz I like cobbler we put muesliks musliks on top and instead of whipped cream I like the French vanilla bean ice cream, for example. You know, right. what I mean, you know, you have to kind of change it, and the kids would like that. So, like this, you do it for for everybody. It's not a it's not a celebration where only the uh, the the uh, um uh, the older people will uh, the adults sorry the adults <laughs> will uh, will really enjoy. It's really family. So that is, right. you are three years old, or you are ninety nine years old, you are able to really enjoy. The the, the the feast
0: right thanksgiving you're not going to just have pumpkin pie you're not going to just have pecan pie because everyone has their own preference and favorite so what you're going to wind up doing is having multiple pies so i mean because to please everyone and uh so you're going to have a variety and and that's that's the other reason why it's make ahead make ahead make ahead because uh the Pies will last. All right. Uh, so, you know. But also, there's a secret, you know, when you make a pumpkin pie or a pecan pie, I like to keep it out at room temperature. You have you, to.
1: You, you have don't, to. You don't. This is the
0: best. You don't stick it in the fridge and let it get cold and soggy and tasteless. Well, the, the, keep the, it out. And, uh, but, yeah, the,
1: the problem the problem that you have with a very cold pie is it doesn't develop the flavors. So, like you said, bring it to room temperature, then your pumpkin, as an example, is going to taste like a pumpkin. Correct. If it's cold out of the fridge, you guys should try it. And when you try it, you'll see that, oh, Buck and Bernie were right. It tastes so much better at room temperature.
0: It does, indeed. So, yes. And so, okay, so we have our desserts. We have
1: Heart. But but what about people who uh, want to eat heart healthy? Because in all our families, there is someone somehow who has to who have to watch what they are eating, and also people who are vegetarian. Because you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who, who want to do something different. So, what do you recommend? What would you like to do?
0: Well, uh, th- there are a couple ways to go on that, as you know so especially if if you're doing someone that's vegetarian uh the thing to keep in mind, I would keep your stuffing vegetarian yes. for one thing mm-hmm. and then uh you you will probably do a you could do a lot of different things for a vegetarian you could t- which one which is really good i think is you take a like a whole acorn squash oh, delicious you hollow it out and then you stuff the mm-hmm. squash. With, uh, you can stuff it with different things grains, rice, uh, mushrooms, uh, just make a nice savory vegetable stuffing. And then you bake it in the squash, cover it with foil and bake it in the squash. That's a beautiful vegetarian. Yeah, the other dish thing I like to do,
1: especially at that time of the year, is to do some roasted root vegetables. So oh, you have yeah. your parsnips and you have your carrots and you have your celery root and you have all those with. Vegetables that you can cook with a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. And you can cook it at the same time you cook the turkey. You can right. put them in the oven, in a roasting pan, small little pan on the side. So you can have your, your uh, stuffing cooking in, one, in one, con- one, one dish. And you can have your uh, vegetable roasting in the other dish, which works really well. Talking about stuffing, the other thing that you can also be careful is that you can use a gluten-free bread. To be able to do your stuffing like this, it keeps it on the lighter note as well.
0: Also, you can use, uh, you can make a cornbread stuffing. Ooh, that's delicious! Right, and you can make your cornbread gluten free also. Uh, You know, most cornbread they'll they'll have flour in it, but you can make a a gluten free cornbread, uh, which is very good and. And I love cornbread stuffing. It's just... You know, and then I'll add stuff to Ooh, You know what's really good in, in God, uh, God. cornbread stuffing is dry apricots mm. and nuts. Mm. You know, like
1: it's, do, you know, do you know what I like to put in that cornbread stuffing? Oysters.
0: Oyster stuffing. Oy, okay. And
1: I put some roasted corn added to the cornbread itself. It. Oh, man, this is so good. So yeah. good. So, so what, do you, what do you drink? What do you drink? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we have we oh, have to talk about beverages so, now,
0: right? Well, uh, I love well, I love to start with uh, champagne, of course. There's the bubbly; you got to have bubbly on those special occasions. So, uh, so there's, you know what? We, uh, go ahead. I mean, if you're going to make it a feast, yeah, it, you yeah. know, I would, I would start with some. Champagne and fresh oysters to start the meal. I mean, if if you were really going to put on the pizzazz, and there's nothing like,
1: yeah. But you know what? Why am I going to get my fresh oysters in Moab?
0: Well, that's very true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you, you know, you know, you know, I I agree with you. If you can get those oysters, I'm a hundred percent with you. Or even even some beautiful shrimps cocktail or something. Like but right. for me, bubbles don't have to be only champagne oh. but bubbles i like them rosé so uh-huh. you know that rosé the rosé is almost what we call a passe partout means goes goes with pretty much everything was going to be on a lighter uh, protein so I like turkey rosé thanksgiving mm. very good but if you want to go red I would go for a Pinot Noir, for example, well, would be very, very good.
0: What about a Beaujolais Nouveau? Oh,
1: Beaujolais Nouveau! Ah, oh, okay. Beaujolais! Would you want be to talk really, about Beaujolais Nouveau? That okay. would be awesome. Okay. Beaujolais okay. Nouveau would be really, so, really awesome.
0: Beaujolais Nouveau is a a French tradition, or mm-hmm. it's a French wine mm-hmm. that uh, evolved. And why it's a Nouveau? It's a very young wine. They make uh, Nouveau is like it's made and then. And then drank that season. It's a young wine, but it's so it's very light and a little effervescent sometimes, and it goes wonderful with turkey.
1: Yeah, one month, Beaujolais one month. nouveau is good for one month, right? And after that, you go to Beaujolais village, which is a little bit different. That you can age much longer. But uh, the Beaujolais nouveau, something it's really it's going to be really something that you have to try to source. So for that, I mean that you have to kind of yeah. uh, travel around and do your shopping. Do your shopping. Let's talk about do your shopping. All no, right. Let's finish about the wine first. <laughs> My God, I'm so much wine. A Grenache. <laughs> a Grenache would be really good. with it. A Saint-Gervais would be very good with this. It would be so awesome. I mean, do. but let's talk yeah. also about the kids.
0: Do some really awesome mocktails. So you do, well, do I don't know. Sparkling pom- cider is is a very Spritz, good one. You sprinzers. know, you have your champagne. Little give sprinzers. the kids yeah. sparkling cider. You know, they love or, the
1: colors, they love the red, right? right? So what about you do a little pomegranate spritz,
0: right, you know, you right,
1: do, right. you do, you do all those really fun little things for them, but we, they need to be, they need to be in with us because right. the, the deal is this, if you are able to bring the kids even to the kitchen and have them, you know, being part of the process and also to be able to taste everything, it will develop their taste bud as they are growing up.
0: Right. And you're creating memories, just like I was, you know, just that's like it. I had when I was that's uh, it. a kid creating with my creating Thanksgiving. That's, that's what it and is. And that's what Thanksgiving is about.
1: Yeah, Thanksgiving is really, uh, it's, it's a very, very special moment. Uh, when you are um, getting um, ready for Thanksgiving, the thing that you have to do is plan ahead that will right. alleviate all the stress out. So it be so much uh, so much more fun to do it. Right. So you do your shopping. And less stressful. Less stressful. It's got to be fun. Cooking has so to be fun. So
0: make out your menu ahead of time, mm-hmm. a month ahead or whatever. Mm-hmm. M- have your menu. And then, so in particularly, you know, if, if you're in a place like Moab where you, where you can't b- buy a lot of things or whatever, you know, you might do a, a trip to Grand Junction or wherever and then think about what you can buy ahead, which which what, what will hold and then uh, do as much shopping ahead as you can.
1: Shopping. And- visit your farmers. Local farmers here in Moab. I fell in love with them. They are so awesome. They they are so passionate. And they grow so many beautiful root vegetables, squashes, uh, aromatics. I mean, it's really awesome. Everybody should, should make a little trip. Take the kids. Take right. the kids on that little trip. and. Yeah, I fell in love with Moab. I've been here only for like like six months, and it's it's so beautiful, and the community is so beautiful as well.
0: And that's where the really you get the the wheels moving. The you know you go in the markets or you go into the the farmers market or wherever, and then you just look at what's available. What looks the best? What's the freshest? And then you can like get the like what you're gonna do with what and and incorporate it in, into the, your menu. That's...
1: Oh boy! So now we are being stuffed. No point <laughs> attended. We have had a great Thanksgiving, and then it's the end of the day, and you look at it and you go, "Oh boy, what am I going to do with the leftovers?" So, what do you recommend for leftovers? I have tons of recipes. I know,
0: but my favorite of all favorite things to do with leftover turkey is turkey pot pie Ah, me too
1: (laughs) yeah i love turkey pot pie
0: it's it's the best Mm. of both worlds you know i mean oh man to make a rich uh creamy pie filling yeah you know and then again what you do is you'll you you know you have your leftover bones you have your leftover meat you separate it and then you you can make a a stock out of the bones Mm -hmm. and then um what I do is, you know, I'll take my vegetable. I'll take onions and carrots and celery and saute them, and then, uh, and then any other vegetables I might add. Maybe I'll put mushrooms in. Maybe I won't. But uh, and then you get the filling. You use your roux again to make a nice, nice, stable, thick filling. And then again, it comes down to the crust, the pie crust. So. So Use you're your-
1: going to be cooking again. You see, for me, I don't like to really cook that much the day after. Uh-huh. So I take the leftover mashed potato and the leftover uh, vegetables and meat, and I do a shepherd pie.
0: Ah, so like this, I have to go. bake.
1: I, take yeah. it, I, I put my mashed potato around on the bottom. I put the filling inside, which is your your meat and your vegetable and the gravy. I mix everything together. I put a little bit of gruyere with some cheese, you know, mm. and you put your, the rest of the mashed potato right on top, dotted with butter, boom, in the oven, 375. One hour later, yummy. I a like nice that. salad with that, you know. Ooh,
0: yeah. I like that. I like a shepherd's pie, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to have to try that one, yeah. So, yeah. Mm.
1: Well, so, I have to say, you know, um, it's... Uh, of course, you've got to have
0: your good turkey sandwich you know if, of course
1: of course but the turkey sandwich you don't have to have it tomorrow it'd no. be good a couple of days later it right. tastes even better
0: and then that's that's when you use your uh cranberry chutney mm. relish on it and,
1: and mm-hmm. if it's a beautiful at uh, in moab what you can do is uh and that's what i have i love to do is i take, I take that little sandwich and i go on the on the side of the um, the Colorado River and right. just enjoy. I, I it. You just can saying, to, that, or you can go to the okay, mind, Do a picnic. You yeah, know. do a picnic and it's, bring the kids again. You're out of the house on this one, and you have yeah. beautiful weather here too. You can go, it can be cold, but you know yeah. it's 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 really it's really an awesome time of the year. And that's the beginning; it's a kickoff of the holiday season when you look at it. And then then we'll have Christmas later and New Year's. But right now it's Thanksgiving, and I'm very thankful that I'm here with you today in uh, you. Uh, in Moab, Utah. Uh, it's, Your first it's, Thanksgiving it's, here? Yes, or? it's yes. it's it's awesome. Yeah, that's so, it. One word:
0: awesome. So the picnic thing idea reminds me of something. Uh, what you can also do with leftovers? I make uh, when I go camping or something. I'll make uh, called foil dinners. Yeah, have you? So what you do is you take your leftovers. You can mm-hmm. take your turkey, or you can put your stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, wrap it in foil, all vegetables even, and then uh, wrap it real tight in foil, double layer, and then if you go out, have a nice campfire, warm up by, get your coals, and then uh, you heat, just heat up your foil wrapped dinners and i yeah. guarantee you that'll taste better than it did on thanksgiving so. you, know,
1: you know you know this is a technique that i really like it's a, uh in france we call it a bit papillote it should be the same thing you know you cook in a you, you cook in a, in in foil or you cook in parchment but what i like to do is which is exactly the same i love fishing mm. and i catch my trout i clean my trout i put it in that foil same results. Oh. It's so delicious. Yeah. But it's a great idea to bring all those leftovers and be part of that picnic uh, right after Thanksgiving. It's really good. But, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, it's very important to remember that you already had a very rich uh, uh, meal the day before. So if you have a rich main course, you still need to have a salad. You need to have something who's really, really going to balance that, uh, that diet because otherwise you really are stuffed. Right. Right.
0: You know, we all know about a lot of the tradition for uh, Thanksgiving is uh, football. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. a lot of people will uh, converge to watch football on Thanksgiving or do whatever. But, the, you know, everyone has a tendency to overeat and then just be done for the day, mm-hmm. plop down. It. You know, if you can, take, take it easy on, you know, eat, you know, cut it up you know maybe you, know where you we, do, uh, we do eat so at much
1: house. at my house what we do is we we have those bubbles or little cocktails or whatever or sometimes nothing but when it comes to a beverage a simple beverage but what do we do we do a little appetizer so you mm-hmm. can have some of that salad and some of those you know uh roasted vegetables or whatever on the side you can have you can have something before was going to be on a lighter note so like this you are not going to stuff yourself because right. you're pacing yourself. Pace yourself. And I think that's you have to key. pace yourself. Right. And don't need that, that, uh, uh those beautiful pies right at 30 No, I no, no, not Maybe you don't that's that. what
0: you have with the football game or whatever. That's
1: what you eat yeah. in the middle of the day, not yeah. eat at night time. I like right. eat usually around 4 or 5 o'clock, so like this, you know, it's nice and, and,
0: and good pace and it works out really well. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah. you don't want to be ruined for the rest of the day, you know, just... Okay. So, uh, any other thoughts on Thanksgiving, or
1: yeah, you know, make sure that you really spend good quality time with your family. We all went through a very tough and challenging time with COVID. It seems that it's getting better, and that thing is moving away finally. And uh, you know, it's it's all about the family. We have to remember that
0: we are all here. That's what it is all about. We 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 all here for
1: a very short time on Mother Earth. And I think that it's important for all of us to appreciate our families and friends on that very special day and special moment.
0: And I, th- right. And I think it is, this, this will be a more of a special Thanksgiving because we are back where we can start to get back together. And yes. have, so this, this really is a celebration this year, I feel, more than, more than the past, um, because we are thankful for, our loved ones yes. and the people that have survived this uh, yes. pandemic. And yeah. So we are
1: very thankful for every single moment that we all share
0: together. Well, thank you for sharing with thank me you. today. That's
1: yeah, fun. And, and as I say, you know, life is delicious. We're going to have some more delicious segment on this beautiful radio station. I are. am so looking forward to it.
0: Yes. And, uh, that's, that's what we want to mention today. Also is like, uh, We're going to be doing this uh, onward, and uh, uh, it's going to be every month. We're going to have the Buck and Bernie show coming at you, and we're going to be doing some uh, wonderful adventures, and uh, we hope you'll join us. So remember, that's going to be the first Monday of every month from 4 to 5 here on KZMU with uh, Buck and Bernie.
1: You bet. It's going to be awesome.
0: It is indeed. So thanks for joining us today. We hope we helped you in somewhat with your turkey and Thanksgiving event. So uh, have fun, enjoy, and uh, spread some love out there.
1: Keep on cooking as life is delicious. Sharing the love is the most precious ingredient.
0: Happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays.